Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. your host Emily Heidel and we're back for the 41st episode. What has been going on this week? Well, I haven't seen any other K-pop groups this week because we're in Atlanta so you know not as much happens here in the southeast but I did visit New York City and I visited the line store in New York City and I also was aware that Monster X is coming to New York um, on the day that I am recording this which is three days after I left New York for Jingle Ball so pleasantly missed that, but that's okay. Um, today on the episode, we don't have really an interview, and I'm not talking at all throughout it, but we have some of our listeners here. It's almost the end of the year. I wanted to figure out a way to try to wrap up the year, but in a in a creative way, I guess you could say. Um, obviously, there are our end of year award show um, awards, um, and at first I was thinking, oh, we could do that. We could do best female artist or best female soloist, best group, best album, but I figured everyone's going to be doing that, so why don't we switch it up a little bit? And so I got our listeners from the Discord chat, so four of them who you will hear to send in voice messages to me on these following awards. It was most haunting song or music video or stage of the year, most arousing song, music video or stage of the year, most alarming slash shocking song, music video or stage of the year, most swaggy song, music video and stage of the year, most intricate song, music video and stage of the year, most sassy song, music video or stage of the year, most underrated song, music video or stage of the year, or most deeply feeling slash introspective song, music video, or stage of the year. So it was a variety of emotions that you could feel through these awards. And our listeners, my listeners here today, um, were able to convey that. Um, and that's only because they knew about it through the Discord chat. If you want to be involved in that, you can do so by DMing me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L. That is M-A Heidel. Um, my name shortened on Instagram or Twitter, and I will give you access to the Discord link. But I'm so appreciative of the people who took the time to really think about their choices here today and sent them in as well. A lot of them are very loyal to the Discord and podcast. I want to say that um, their opinions do not reflect mine. I um, just want to say that this is their opinions, and I definitely wanted to shout out the listeners that are on this podcast or that listen to this podcast weekly. Thank you guys for continuing to support me. And uh, before we get it started, there's a little short ad that we're going to jump to, but as soon as that is over, we will get to our first listener who is going to introduce his picks for the year. Thank you guys so much for listening to Believe in K-Pop and we'll see or I will you'll hear my voice next week. What's up Believe in K-Pop podcast listeners? I want to talk about something that's very important to all of us which is sleep and we know that sometimes we lack it or don't get a good enough quality of it. But 
I might have a solution here for you today, and that is with the Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably make you feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a one-of-a-kind purple grid. It feels both firm and soft at the same time. How it does it, I'm not quite sure, but it sounds really, really nice and comfortable. Plus, it's breathable and sleeps really cool. You're going to love purple, and right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. Let me tell you, I've been waking up with a sore back and neck for the last nine months and I'm definitely going to try it out myself. That's in addition to the great deals they're offering site-wide. So just text BLEAVE to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BLEAVE to 84888. That's B-L-E-A-V to 84888. Thank you for listening, guys. Message and data rates may apply. Hello, everybody. My name is Derek, a faithful listener of the podcast and K-pop fan since about 2014. I also run K-Music Every Day, which is where I curate mixes of all different types of Korean music. So for the song in 2019 that got me in my feels the most was Hoodie's Audios uh, featuring Grey. Um, the song kind of explains that feeling of wanting to escape and disappear for a while, uh, to just totally be gone, not exist um, from the world. And it's not really a sad song. It's just a feeling I think everyone kind of feels once in a while. Um, for me, especially, it's something that my mind goes to when things get really overwhelming. So shout out to Hoodie for putting that emotion into a beautiful song form. Um, but yeah, my most in my feels song of the year, Hoodie, Adios featuring Grave. For my most underrated song of 2019, I chose Say's Jigga Jigga. Um, <laughs> I think that's how you say it. It's spelled Z-G-Z-G. Um, Say is actually a former idol who made a... Uh, recent resurgence as a solo artist doing more r&b type stuff and the music she's been putting out has been really amazing and zigga zigga is no exception while it's a more poppy sound than her last album which was more uh r&b deep r&b type stuff um it goes hard nonetheless i think she's super talented and i uh, really thought the song deserved to blow up more um this year especially with the mainstream kind of catchy feel to it um so if you haven't listened to say and zigga zigga Here's your chance. Um, get on it. Most underrated song of 2019. So for my most sassy song of the year, uh, is there any other choice other than Icy by Itzy? Uh, the song is the epitome of sass and confidence. I mean, they keep talking, I keep walking, right? Itzy has been built with the concept of being different, confident, and uh, just straight up not giving a shit. Uh, and I'm 100% here for it. I love how distinctive each member is, um, both visually, vocally, and personality wise um and the music video has such badass choreo and so many hair flips i just love it so my most sassy song of the year itsy icy for my most intricate song pick i chose gwsn's pinky star um mainly because of the music video and choreo um gwsn or girls in the park had such an amazing year musically and i think they put out some of the best stuff in 2019 but the Pinky Star video is so cool with its uh, isometric perspectives and interlocking cuts. The sets remind me of those I, I Spy books from when I was a kid. And the, the choreo is just so quick and sharp. Um, they do all these crazy things with their formations and super complicated finger and hand movements. Uh, it's just all around impressive, especially for a rookie group. And I can't wait for these girls to blow up in 2020. So for my most intricate song pick, GWSN, Pinky Star. For my most swaggy song of the year is without a doubt EXO's Ya Ya Ya, uh, which is off their recent release, Obsession. 
but it's so damn good. The song is produced by uh, renowned American producer Dem Joints and features a really, really great sample from legendary 90s R&B group, SWV. Uh, for me, the beat, the vibe, just pairs so amazingly with EXO's vocals. And I really want more K-pop that sounds like this because it absolutely blew me away this year. Um, just so dope. So, yeah, my most swaggy song of the year, Ya 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 by EXO. For my most alarming slash shocking song, uh, I picked Yellow by Lim Kim. And anyone who knows Lim Kim's old persona and music uh, will 100% agree this latest comeback was a hard 180 degree turn from what she used to be, uh, which is great because her new music is intriguing, intense, and not really something you would find easy to listen to. Uh, in fact, I think that's the whole point. Um, everything from the imagery in the music video, her voice, the lyrics, uh, are shocking in the best way. And I hope that she continues this path of making provocative, challenging music, because it's definitely what we need in the, the, the industry, for sure. For my most arousing song of the year, uh, I chose... Navi um, by Feel Good Music's newcomer Bibi. Um, she really stunned me with her debut song Binu and even more so with the follow-up Navi. Uh, the reason I find both the song and music video for Navi so arousing is because of the sheer confidence and poise Bibi emits as she pretends to um, embody a cat. Especially as an up-and-coming artist I think it's hard to really have that type of confidence in yourself and your work. So to see her do it so confidently and, and effortlessly has, uh, for me, definitely aroused an intense interest into her future work and development as an artist. For my most haunting song, I chose uh, Sully's On the Moon, which is a B-side on her last album, uh, Goblin. While I absolutely love how beautiful the song is, um, given her tragic death and the circumstances surrounding it, uh, I can't help but feel a certain sense of haunting when I listen to it, uh, especially trying to decipher the meaning behind the lyrics and stuff. But the song will forever serve as a reminder to me of how we lost such an amazingly talented artist and, and beautiful person so early. So for my most haunting song, Sully on the Moon. Oh, hi, everyone. My name is Marta. Uh, it's such an honor to be part of your post podcast, Emily, and to be at the part of the Discord chat in general. I am really happy that I can do this um, and can share with you what what I thought about the whole year in K-pop and what are my picks for the categories you gave us. Sorry in advance for my English, um, because I'm not native English speaker, and sorry for my <laughs> voice, I just hate to hear my voice. When it's recorded, it sounds very childish, but okay. Moving on, uh, a little bit about me. So, as, as I said, I'm Martha. I'm from Poland. So, it makes me the only person on the Discord chat with, uh, who is not based in US. So, sometimes it's very funny when I write something on Discord and nobody responds because of the time difference. So I'm writing to myself, basically, but sometimes it's funny because I'm excited about something and I'm excited alone. But uh, again, after usually uh, everybody talks about subjects. My adventure, I guess, journey with K-pop started in 2016 uh, when I discovered BTS. Yes, so it was <laughs> that was pretty basic beginnings, but uh, it was something that uh, people were talking about even back then. 
uh, when BTS was really blowing up. So I watched some videos on YouTube and after a few months I returned to it and I just, that when I started to be interested, it was, this was something very new to me. I think, I w didn't know what K-pop is. It was very refreshing. Of course, at the beginning, also very weird. And to this day, BTS stayed as my my ultimate bias group. I'm a hardcore army. Um, I think I know a lot about the group. So it's like the first musical music group that I like the most of song. Mo I like most they most of their songs. This never happened with Western music, for example, to me. And so that's why I know that they are the ones for me. And of course, I connect very strongly with the messages that connects my personal life. Mm, but after discovering BTS, I just dig, dig, dug deeper into K-pop and I think I became a multi-fandom now. Other groups that I like are, for example, NCT127, GOT7, <laughs> just sound weird, next to each other, 7-7, um, Blackpink, uh, Red Velvet. And to be honest, I really like many songs from different artists not entire entire discographies but just many songs and i really appreciate most of not most all korean artists and idol groups because they really put a lot of work to their craft and this is what makes me like appreciate every song even if i don't like it so i'm soft also for most of idols most of most of artists i like to watch varieties and the jokes that they made, I think that's something that you can really find in Western culture. I'm also I'm a part of one of one, part of one of the official Polish fan bases of for BTS. So I'm I'm one of the co-admins. I every week I'm posting about everything BTS and army related, which I really enjoyed. But I think that my ultimate goal is to make my own fan page for BTS on Twitter. I, this is my goal for the next year. I, I have some backup from my really close friend, um, so stay tuned for that. And I am, I'm also a volunteer at a very amazing initiative created by armies, which is to, called at Army Academies, Academies, yes, at Twitter, uh, where armies all over the world can get help from uh, Marist tutors with different subjects like languages, like math, physics, uh, some art stuff. And we just, we do it pro bono. It's just for, to help other armies out there. Personally, I'm also a translator. I translate from English to Polish and vice versa. So it, it comes back to my dreamed f uh, fan page for BTS. I, I want to make this fan page translation focused. And okay, so moving on to the real important things here, because I'm rambling, I know. Uh, so to the my categories, what my picks. So it, it was difficult for me. I couldn't give sometimes only one group, uh, one song for uh, the winner. So sometimes I picked two. So for the rest category, most haunting song. So I treated it la like haunting in the sense that it gets into my head, it haunts my soul, it makes me think, it makes me feel sometimes insecure or scary. This is what my take on it is. So, okay, but the winner, the most haunting song for me is 
Stray Kids Side Effects. Um, I love the song, I love the sound, it's just this straight club banger that I need. I'm, all, I'm supr- um, not surprised, amazed by the message that they conveyed in this MV and the song and the lyrics of this teenage teenagers being like scared about growing up because this is what I experienced and I'm still experiencing it, I feel. They beautifully try, uh, really show in MV how people can feel when they are teenagers they are they feel i feel they think they feel lonely they feel haunted by a lot of thing, thoughts about growing up how they can manage relationships how they can manage life so they are like on the journey uh, in nowhere it's just like stray kids in the mv and also the lyrics say says um that they heard they had hurts so i think that you have so much thought thoughts in your head at that time of your life even uh, later also i cannot just re- only restrict it to teenage years so it really just destroys your mind you, you just you are lost sometimes very often and so those are the side effects of growing up and i really appreciate how they make it into the song it's very innovative uh, it's it's amazing and this reminds me of bts again and i think that they are going this route of um, making music which really has something to say which is not uh, not, not only about um, sound yes I compared BTS to Stray Kids um, but I think that this is what I have in my what I have in my head right now both groups are of course amazed the next category most arousing song and the winners because I have two winners here the most arousing songs of this year are TXT New Rules and Again, maybe cheating BTS live performance of Pied Piper and Dimple uh, during their fan meeting called Master in Korea. Uh, so if you know the stages, you know why I, I chose them. They are amazing choreography, but also how they move their bodies even when they stand. Uh, I can just watch it and watch it and watch it all over again, especially, especially Jungkook and Jimin. They're amazing. And TXT, I was so surprised that my little boys, so they grow up so fast because I remember BTS wasn't uh, jumping to more grown-up stages so fast like TXT does because um, they really just, uh, the whole album is really mature and new rules and their voices whispering in my ear and how the song is structured, how it is very like funky and like funny funny to i think i think it was like funny it was funny to made for them for the production team it's very like this is this, the whole structure is for me sexy not only the boys in the song or they singing uh, I, I really like how txt is growing up they really had a bright future ahead of them Okay, most alarming, shocking song of the year. Okay, but the main hero, the most alarming song and shocking song of the year is Red Velvet Zimzalabim. I think it's, it's no surprise they have to have they have to be on the in the first place because uh, the structure of the song it's you have so many genres uh, pop edm like dubstep feels uh, soft moments uh, bridge is amazing and again mv of course or shocking af 
I think that Red Velvet really brings... They, they are very good in experimenting and at the same time making people like those experiments. You, we know that people can sometimes very often... They don't like when they artists experiment, even if they like K-pop. Um, but Red Velvet is just known for experimenting. It, it's, it's their trope. That's what they do and they do it extremely well. At the beginning I didn't like the song and later... Of course, I fall into this rabbit hole of liking this song. Yeah, I think this was the most shocking like release for this year for me. The next category, most swaggy song of the year. And the winner here, the most swaggy song of the year is Seventeen Hit. Yes, I have to put Seventeen somewhere in the winner categories category because they are amazing they deserve many awards this year um actually i'm sad that they didn't won the main uh, the, the best dance at mama awards this year um hit is like the all the looks the choreo the images they just they are just showing that they can do this style and they can be again very good uh they are rocking chokers they are rocking this choreo amazing choreo the bridge in unison when they sing it's just amazing this all this is definition on swagness uh, most intricate song of the year is again ultimate of cheating because it's performance it's bts's uh, melon 2019 performance the whole stage uh, like the whole 14 minute stage but especially the ending the intro to dionysus uh, how they incorporate all the solos and all the remixes of the old songs into it. It's amazing. And they put this theme of Greek mythology in this, Greek mythology in this, which I really appreciate because in the past, when I was in middle school, I, re- I was really into Greek mythology. I even, I even won the first prize in the competition about uh, this Greek mythology. So for me, it's like, wow, they really, really did that. Uh, they really reached for such a concept. And it worked. I'm really, I think I appreciate the production team and the people who stay behind such a concept for BTS because they, every time, every time they outdo uh, themselves. To be uh, honest, some of the parts of the ex- performance may be a little bit too cringy, like live horses on the stage, or uh, real horses on the stage, or Jean um, uh, riding on a fake train, train a horse. Uh, but in general, in overall, it was amazing, and uh, I think it will be uh, written down in the history of melon performances um, as one of the best of the of it, or even in the history of performances for all. Award shows because uh, it really um, showed how uh, how on, on a how big scale BTS is now and that can they they can really do anything. Of course, we know just like a lot of hints also for next comeback or hidden in such performances. So for me, it's very intric- intricate, really complicated, and it needs to be appreciated. Okay, but the most sassy song of 2019 is mm, "Sami Birthday." So this song it's just very happy and she seems happy in it very a beat hype a drop is i think for somebody for some people drop may be like too much too aggressive but for me i 
get used to it. It just gives a song uh, like this very interesting vibe. It isn't bo- it isn't boring thanks to it. This song I think will be my birthday song. My song for like entering the party, my entrance song. Some birthday just to hype hype me up to get the party going. I also I'm very proud of Somi. I think she has a bright future ahead of her. She's only 18 or 19. I wish her all the best. Uh, okay, but the most underrated songs song because I have two of 2019 are Me and No by CLC. Of course, I had to put them here because I want more people to appreciate those those songs. I think people like them, but not. I have this feeling that people think that they are not so like very good. For me, are they are like one of the best Celeste songs, and they are like combinations of very like different genres and mature concepts, which I appreciate. And the most deeply feeling introspective song of the year. For me, that was the very important category. Thank you, Emily, Emily, for creating such thing. I think that something that really uh, is important to me when it comes to music is meanings behind the songs and lyrics. If a song has a meaning, especially a deep meaning, and if lyrics are like playfully made, if they, if I feel that the artist put a lot of thoughts to the lyrics, I tend to appreciate the songs more. Even if I don't really, even if the melody isn't like the sound isn't like really from isn't really my style, I just appreciate artists' tryings and that they that they put their hearts into the the songs and the lyrics. The most deeply feeling introspective song of the year is some people on the Discord may know it. You know who you are. This is day six, time of our life. Um, so yeah, this song's emotional, I cry when I listen to it, uh, it's happy, I know, but just it reminds me about my, my own life, and about this, that I still didn't have my best time of my life, um, I still miss it, maybe, I think, I hope it, it, it is ahead of me, so I'm hope for the, I'm hoping for the best, but for now, this song just makes me sad, usually, and uh, very emotional, because they are singing about like something that I wish I had, that's something that maybe will be a part of my life in the future too. Um, but of, again, I the song is happy, so it's, it's like bittersweet emotions. Not, not uh, only sad, but also happy. And the structure of the song it was very interesting. As always, the six delivers great arrangement, great melody. The, the musical style is always interesting. Okay, so those are my picks. Um, at the end, I just want to say um, that I really appreciate um, having you guys uh, and you, Emily, in the Discord chat and um, because uh, it gives me a lot of joy talking with you, sharing my thoughts about K-pop, about a lot of things that are happening in Korea and K-pop in general, and also other things like random stuff that we talk about. For me, it's very important because I have that I don't know, don't have so many people uh, around me talk about stuff like this and stuff in like important to me in general so yeah I'm a bit a lonely person and now I'm, now I'm in the stage in my life that I'm kind of a bit depressed I'm not feeling very well so having such conversation with you every day just brightens my, brightens my life a little bit more so thank you for that I appreciate that 
I hope we can meet sometime, sometimes in the future, maybe in the US. It's my dream to travel there, so maybe. And then we can do a live podcast or just listen to K-pop, talk about stuff. And that will be amazing. So for now, thank you guys for everything. Thank you for talking and uh, having this opportunity to be a part of the podcast. Thank you, Emily. So I love you all. Bye. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wirecutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Hello, my name is Sat. I got into K-pop in late 2016 after I saw BTS's performance of Fire trending on Tumblr. I was that curious and I was bored of studying foreign films and I clicked on it and I was shocked. I was shocked by the performance quality, how it was singing with that much choreography. It was insane to me. Um, so my first bias was BTS, obviously, I fell down the rabbit hole hard after exams finished. Um, that winter break was like me getting into K-pop, and then my first comeback was Spring Day, Not Today, and that blew my mind. Now I'm more of a multi-stan. I love a lot of groups. Um, BTS, I still love BTS, but now I've fallen more deeply in love with NCT and red velvet and I love them dearly but I love a lot of people maybe NCT and red velvet a little bit more <laughs> I'm just a regular consumer I don't really do anything in the k-pop world my pick for most intricate definitely has to go to TXT anything from TXT is amazing they make it look so easy but i watched dance covers of their choreos and by the end of almost every video the people that are covering it are out of breath uh, the creativity that goes into each choreo is really cool to see when they made the slide during cat and dog that was so cool but i think from their new album my favorite was uh, the concept video that they released before Nine and Three Quarters came out. The part when Yeonjin was pretending to be in, underwater. That whole sequence was really nice. And when they performed it at the MMAs, I was like shocked that it was exactly like the MV. Like the, every movement was the same. The synchronization was amazing. Uh, everything about TXC is intricate, even the storyline that Big Hit is creating for them, the Morris Code stuff, 
everything that that film uh, I call it a film it's it's technically a music video but to me it's like a short film the magic island video that was so good um the acting the details the most intricate is definitely txt my pick for most sassy is definitely clc they've had three great singles here know me and devil no is the kind of song that people didn't really like because they didn't like singing the delivery of the no part but that's what i like that's what makes it stand out from the rest of the girl group songs that have come out this year it makes it memorable nobody will ever forget that even if you love it or hate it you won't forget it me is more like their black dress type song it's a choreo dance banger me is definitely my favorite choreo for sure the standout person both know and me though is it's not even my bias. My bias is soaring, but I like Gayum's rap parts in both know and me the most. She's definitely a, a standout. She was highlighted really well in both those two comebacks. Devil is like a cute sassy song. It's the kind of song that they haven't done in a while. It's like a throwback CLC song. It's very easy to listen to, but it's fun at the same time. It's not boring. It's cute. Um, in a music video, they're trying to kill each other, <laughs> which they really understand. Uh, sassy thing about CLC that you guys might not know is that Sunyin uploads um, dance choreos for popular songs. I think on it's on the Cube web on the Cube channel. She recently did one for a Rosalia song, and I loved it. I'm a huge fan of Rosalie as well, so when I saw someone do it, I was dying. It was so good. So you should definitely check out Simon's dance cover. She's super sassy. She's amazing. She's one of the best dancers in K-pop for sure. Definitely underrated because nobody really pays attention to CLC. My pick for most haunting has to go to ATZ's Wonderland. First off, ATZ is really not one of my favorite groups. I like a few of their songs, but they have great stage presence. Their performance in particular I like was their Halloween special on M Countdown. The makeup was ridiculous, the contacts, the hair, the two that stood out to me the most as being the most haunting would probably be San and Sanghwa. Though they had amazing makeup and I can't the meme of Sungwa that goes around on Twitter, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> 80s whole concept in general is is pretty haunting. The Hala Hala, say my name. They have great choreo and their whole theme is pirate themed, so it fits haunting very well. Most swaggy. Most swaggy is a category I usually would have given to a YG artist, but this year, you know, they haven't had that many great releases or releases in general. For most swaggy, I picked Chongma because Chongma is sexy, swaggy, fierce, elegant, gorgeous, beautiful everything in one. She she literally took over K-pop this year as a female artist for sure. She had two great comebacks, Gotta Go and Snapping. Gotta Go is a song that was popular in Korea and abroad. Like It was my song of the year for sure. It's so memorable. The choreo is so good. Everyone was covering it. The snapping music video was one of my favorite for this year. Her outfits, like the slow-mo, the flashing, when she was the scene when she was fencing was super cool. There's actually a YouTube channel called Studio Chim where they do 4K HD videos 
of comebacks. Some some of the artists go into comeback stages there, and they did one of Chang'e. Like nothing, no, even her MMA performance and model performance was not as as good as that. That video was so good. If you like snapping, definitely check out that one. The Studio Dream video, that's in 4K HD. Put it on a big screen and watch it. There's no way you won't fall in love with Chang'e. Definitely. Swaggy. The song that got me in the feels the most in 2019 is definitely Lim Hun Chik's Dear Love. This Lim Hun Chik's album actually came out on a really depressing, sad day. I was actually really angry as well at the world. Um, it was actually a day that we all found out about Sully's passing. So I was really not in the mood to do anything, and I thought I'd just put on music that I didn't know at all. And I was like, wait, Lemon Check is actually a member of B2B. They've been doing a lot of ballads recently, so it's probably gonna be a depressing ballad. It's probably, I'm in the mood for that. So I just turned it on, Dear Love started playing, but I immediately fell in love with the song. It's actually a very comforting song. I didn't look up lyrics or anything, just listened to the whole album. It's a rock album. He wrote and composed the whole entire song. I think he had help on two songs, but it. But he wrote everything himself. The whole album is something that I would have listened to before I got into K-pop. Very indie alternative rock. Instruments, the guitar, everything was beautiful. His vocals were great. That day when I was feeling really, really bad and sad about a situation. This album really suited me and afterwards I really connected with the music. I looked up lyrics and it was really beautiful. The whole album in general is something I fell in love with. Dear Love was one of the slower ballad songs but other ones were Black was probably my most favorite song on the album. Very upbeat classic rock song. I really, really missed rock actually and it really brought me back. One of my favorite mini albums of the year. So yeah, the song that really put me in my feels in 2019 is definitely Dear Love, Lynn Hunter. The most arousing song of 2019 came in towards the end. I picked Gut Sevens, You Calling My Name. It was like an understated sexy song. I was basically leaving anxious in Gut Seven until this song came out. When Jinyoung started singing, his verse, I almost lost my shit. He sounded so good. I usually never pay attention to Jimmy because I'm just obsessing over JD, but he was the highlight of the song for me. Vocally, visually, the way he delivered the choreo, his facial expressions, amazing. Um, Batman was really nice. Like his choreo sequence and his verses were really good. Jackson had a highlight point as well when he did the acrobatic choreos, but the best choreo part was definitely the little hip swing when they say you calling my name, the little hip swing, that's that's the part of choreo where you'll remember like five, ten years from now, like that, that's something I'll definitely remember for sure. I watched everything, every stage of the song on music shows because the styling was great um, and everyone was giving their, their all. Um, but personally, I watched Jin Young the most. I actually watched Jin Young fan games because I was obsessed. Um, so you guys should definitely watch that too.
post arrest in 2019 from calling my name GOT7. Pleasantly surprised I got seven. My most underrated group of 2019 is definitely on and off. Um, they've had two great comebacks in the Muslims and Why. The songs are both super catchy in the chorus. They perform the choreography beautifully. The vocals are amazing. Hyojin is a great main vocal. And Wyatt is a great visual as well. He, he's one of the deep tone rappers that people love. MK has such a unique voice. Um, all like the great aspects of On and Off are actually more seen in their album tracks, which are often better than their title track. There's a song called Moscow Moscow in their recent album, Go Live, which had the title Why. Um, they perform that on music, so you guys should check that out. Hyojin's vocals, MK's vocals really shine in that song. It's a beautiful song, very unique. They often have music that stand, like, makes them different from all the boy groups, but they just don't get the attention that they deserve because they're from a small company. Um, they're from a company called WM Entertainment, which is home to Oh My Girl and Lee Cheon of Eyes One. So you know that this whole company is full of great talents, they just don't get the push that they need. But hopefully they'll have a breakthrough soon. I hope people check out On and Off. Great albums, great discography in general, not just in 2019, but in general. My most alarming or shocking song of 2019 is definitely Aces Savage. Um, the styling of that music video very questionable. Wow's green hair is not feeling that. The young one's pigtail extensions was not feeling that either. Ace is one of my favorite groups. Like their previous comeback on their cover was probably is probably a top one hundred of twenty nineteen for me for sure. I also love calling, take me higher. I'm a huge fan of theirs, but this song Oh, it's very noisy. I'm really not a fan of noisy songs, so I didn't really like it. Um, and styling so shockingly bad that <laughs> I just couldn't take it seriously. It just kind of disappointed me, that's all it was. But I'm still a huge fan of Ace. I think Ace is really underrated. But because they have some type of international following they're still okay they're still able to have at least they're able to have more than one comeback per year which is good but savage is a no for me <laughs> hello um if you see me in the discord you'll know me as raindance fm or just raindance um i've been listening to the podcast for about four months now so not that long but Emily gave me this chance to give me some of my picks for my favorite of the year, and I couldn't let it down. Um, so I got into K-pop probably around mid-2018, so I'm pretty new, but I did a lot of catching up, so don't worry about it. Um, I started off with BTS, as did everyone else. I think the first K-pop I ever listened to was through YouTube Recommended, actually. Um, I was, I think I was just listening to music or something, and the first ever... BTS video I listened to was um, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and that led me down the rabbit hole, and then I just kept going, kept going, and I was solely BTS for about a month, maybe, and then Idol came out, and I just was like, oh my gosh, I love this, and then 
eventually I came to what I am today, which is a uh, full-on multi. Um, right now, I I listen to anything that comes out, but I do have a bunch of groups that I kind of generally will just follow and listen to everything that came out. And it's a long list, but I wrote it down just so I could remember. BTS, Twice, Stray Kids, Day6, NCT, EXO, uh, Bolifor, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce their name in Korean. I'm really bad. Uh, GOT7, Monsta X, and then The Rose and Wave. Um, and the list is probably longer those are the big ones that i can name off the top of my head i listen to a lot of jyp that's the most um that i listen to but i'll i'll listen to anything really um the main uh so for my picks my first the first category was the most haunting music video or stage or song um and the first one that came to my head was definitely going to be fear by 17 um I think just the whole attitude, just how hectic it was, just it, the music video was all over the place, and then just, oh my goodness, Jung Han, seeing how freaking pale and just gorgeous he was, I just couldn't believe it. It just, it blew me away, and I just was like, oh my god. It was pretty shocking at the time. I was just like, I just was like, damn, these kids, I can't believe what's going on. It, it, it really just destroyed me. My the most arousing uh of the year is definitely probably the most popular one but it's gonna be love shot kai i can't kai just does stuff to me definitely and i think that's probably one of the first times i've ever seen chanyo without a shirt on i couldn't believe it 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 was ridiculous um but my actual most alarming or shocking song of the year is gonna be emergency by day six it's one of their b-sides off of their most after their off of their latest album and it was definitely the most shocking for me for any of you who've heard it like or any of you who know day six in general they're uh a very like rock like kind of pop rock like british pop like kind of um sound but very rock oriented a lot of electric guitar and stuff but emergency is a straight up pop song it like is all synths no real like it's all synths and everything so um and this is its placement in the album is the opening track the title track sweet chaos and then emergency and it's like you're going from the title track which i've already heard and it's like this really really powerful rock ballad and it's like oh this is so good and then you just hear pop song and you're like oh my goodness this is ridiculous and i just freaked out it was amazing i loved it so much um a swaggy song i'm gonna have to give it to double knot by stray kids that music video is just so they're just so like aggressive and just even though they're like so young and it's just oh, i love them so much it's so good the most intricate song i'm gonna have to give to superhuman by nct the sound design just blew me away both and just the visuals too in the music video it's so crazy some of those like tra visual transitions and just like the way the song and the video just like meld and it's just ridiculous for my most sassy song of the year, I'm gonna have to give it to Mamamoo's Hip, the most recent comeback. Oh my goodness, the whole like drama with Hwasa in the airport and everything, how they incorporated that all, and how much fun they had with it while still just being like super energetic and just amazing. It was an amazing song too, amazing video, everything all around was just amazing. Um, most underrated song. Um, this is one of the from one of the bands I mentioned that I stand, but um, from the Rose is Red, which was one of their title tracks. So it's not like unheard of, and they're a pretty decently sized uh, band. But 
oh, it's such a just happy and just amazing song that for for the people that I kind of talk to, people who aren't like super into it, at least in real life, like nobody's heard of it. And I just like, I'm always like pushing, like, listen to the Rose. They're so amazing. And I hope more people can really get into them. And then for my most deeply feeling or introspective song, I, I had to tie um, between Kyungso uh, Dio from EXO's That's Okay and from Bullfour's newest song, the collab they had on the song New York. For Kyungso's song, I just it just is such a beautiful, the lyrics just of the story of like dwelling on hardship in the past and then getting over it and doing it with someone else. It, it just really, I cried so much when I heard that the first time. And then Bullfour's New York, um, as someone who has been in a long distance relationship in the past and like it's oh it hurt me so much i'm not gonna like super spoil the music video go watch the music video it's one of the most amazingly shot things i've ever seen but yeah it's it's so good they both just hurt me so much but i love them so much well thanks for the opportunity emily i love listening to your podcast and it 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 definitely brightens up my day and i just really appreciate everything i hope you all have a great day bye bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.